What better way to start your Monday, your work week with your favorite family than being John Ivory, the producer extraordinaire, and yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. This is In My Own Words, Hottest Show on the Streets, number one form for all things Bama football news. People, the Super Bowl is set. Super Bowl 55 ready to go, taking shape on February 7th in Tampa, Florida, between the future first ballot Hall of Famer, Tom Brady, and those Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the young GOAT, Patrick Mahomes, and those hot shot Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to say this right now. If Mahomes beats Brady, we're going to have a very interesting GOAT conversation. Also along with that, folks, the deal is done. Penn has been put to paper. Alabama has finalized Doug Marone as its new offensive line coach, taking over for one Kyle Flood. So Penn has been put to paper where Bill O'Brien is concerned for offensive coordinator. And now Penn has been put to paper finalizing one Doug Marone as offensive line coach for the Crimson Tide Alabama Steel waiting to finalize two more spots on the offensive coaching staff at running backs coach and special teams coach slash or tight ends coach slash special teams coordinator. But you are locked and loaded of a number one form for all things Crimson Tide football news. As always, we're bringing you the show from Birmingham, streaming this to you through YouTube. Speaking of a channel, go ahead right now, give a thumbs up, bang! Give that thumbs up right there. Turn those off, turn the notification on, give a like on the show. Turn on those notifications so that you can have the best in news, notes, alerts, and coverage here on your favorite program, that being the Alabama Crimson Tide. Not only are we streaming the show to you through YouTube, but we got you covered here, Facebook and Twitter as well. All forms of social media keeping you updated here on your Crimson Tide. Got a lot to get to, got a lot to dive into, discuss, talk about. Also, the show brought to you by WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. That is WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and copy that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, showing that support to Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student-athletes in its tradition of owning and or dominating the fourth quarter. So check it out right now. We on the fourth quarter.com. Also, the Daily Go Tide fans, Daily Go, where the Super Chats are concerned, $75 Daily Go for the Super Chats. You guys answered the bell last week to end that edition of shows on Friday. So we know we got your support and we appreciate you guys for continuing to support us here at Touchdown. Alabama Magazine. But as always, you know how to get involved with the show. That's calling 205-448-1358, the number to dial to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358, that number right there to call to be a part of the show. And we start things off on the night with the Alabama defense. With the Alabama, will Alabama go back to being more defensive-led, more defensive-ran, more defensive-oriented in uh, next season, starting off in particular where spring football is concerned? And for me, it, it, it kind of has to go back to being defensive-led just due to, for the first time since 2017, all of the talent, all of the experience, all of the playmakers, 
all of the marching leadership is back on the defensive side of the football since Alabama brought in Tua Tagovailoa in 2017. From 2018 to this past season, the last three years have been more offensive heavy, have been more offensive led, and though it was fun, and though it was intriguing, and though it was enticing, and it's not to put any type of knock on the offense, it was fun watching the offensive power do what it did at the same time. In 14 years that he's been the head coach of the Crimson Tide, Nick Saban, 11 of those 14 years, Alabama has been more defensive ran. It's been more defensive oriented. So for the first time since 2017, Alabama is back to having more of those guys on the defensive side of the football. And uh, it's going to have to be able to have its defense win games, make big plays. And the reason for that is the tie losing a lot of critical players, a lot of critical pieces, players and coaches here, not only to the NFL, but to other coaching jobs, especially when you dive into losing your number one quarterback in Mac Jones, your number one running back in Najee Harris, your two primary wide receivers in Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, you lose three starting offensive linemen, Alex Netherwood, Landon Dickerson, Deontay Cornbread Brown, and the orchestrator for this offense, Steve Sarkeesian, off to Texas to be the head coach for the Longhorn program in the Big 12. So losing all of these critical, important marquee pieces here, Defensively, the Crimson Tide got to pick up that slack and lead by example, by production on the field and by example on the field in the upcoming campaign. For one, Pete Golding, he is coming into his fourth year in the program, his third year as a defensive coordinator. He's been at Alabama since 2018. Been the defensive coordinator 2019. This, of course, this past season, going into his third year, calling the plays there on that side of the football. And uh, and although you know Alabama lost everybody in terms of the offensive coaching staff, with the exception of Holman Wiggins, he's still with the program at wide receivers coach. Alabama kept everybody defensively. So. Pete Golding looks around, uh, you still have Sal Sanceri. He still has Charles uh, Charles Kelly. He still has uh, Carl Scott. He still has Freddie Roach. All of the defensive coaches on field, defensive coaches still with the program. So Pete Golding looks around, he still has help. He still has people to, to draw knowledge from, to draw understanding from, to draw help from. And and getting a brand new offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien, going to have a brand new quarterback, whether it's Bryce Young, whether it's Paul Tyson, Jalen Milrow, going to have a brand new quarterback, going to have a brand new starting running back, going to have different pieces here at wide receiver behind the likes of John Mechie and also Slade Bolden, going to have two new starters here on the offensive line. So, the that part of the football, it's going to take some time to jail, right? Bill O'Brien's going to be fine here. He's going to do some big things here, and I'm going to get into one of the major things that's going to be asked of him to do later on in the show, but just bringing O'Brien in, he is going to be a smooth, smooth addition here to the Crimson Tide and his ability to work with quarterbacks, work with offenses, but 
he's coming in here having to learn a, a whole different personnel, right? He's got to learn the quarterback room. He's got to learn the running back room. He's got to learn the receivers. He's got to learn the offensive line. O'Brien comes in here. He's got to figure out what is going to be my philosophy. What is going to be my scheme? What is going to be my strategy? How am I going to get these different pieces of talent to pop here on the roster versus Pete Golding? He already knows the personnel. He already knows the roster. He already knows the scheme. He already knows the strategy. So for him, it's going to be getting this group to be led by defense, getting this team to be ran by the players on the defensive side of the ball because, like I mentioned, this is going to be a group that's got to win some games as the offense tries to find itself, as the offense looks to put the pieces here in play. So this is going to be a huge year coming up here for one Pete Golding. Now, the, now the, one of the main things as to why this question and as to why this thought here is brought up is Coach Saban down the stretch – of last season, especially in the Rose Bowl and prior to the national championship game, he was throwing questions about the defense, and his answer was, look, we were an okay defense. We weren't great. We weren't elite. We were not dominant. We were just okay. And uh, seeing him uh, say that and hearing him say that, even though Saban mentioned how in today's uh, college football the good defenses, the great defenses, they're giving up just 14 to 17 points per game. And he understands that things have shifted toward the offensive side of the ball. The scheme has changed. The strategy has changed. Everything is, is suiting the offenses now. Even with him saying this and even with him you know, understanding this, be, having Nick Saban say this was just an okay defense, that does not sit well with Coach Saban, and it, does, and it also does not sit well with you as a fan because uh, you want to see this group be – you want to see this group recapture more the essence of the dominance and the essence of being able to shut teams down in terms of limiting the amount of points the teams are scoring. You want to recapture that, that essence of having this Alabama defense stuff the run, not allowing individual backs to get over 100 yards rushing, and now allowing teams to have 100-plus yards rushing. You want to get back to recapturing that essence of getting after the quarterback consistently, sacking the quarterback, consistently creating negative plays in the backfield, but also consistently forcing those turnovers. Now, does Alabama have to score off those turnovers? Not necessarily. It doesn't have to. But you want to go back to recapturing some of that essence of having an elite defense and also throwing the fact that you want to have a group that can get off the field consistently on third down, getting off the field, shortening, limiting, limiting the possessions of the opposing offense. So while Coach Saban, he may understand that the game is changing, he may have said on his Hey Coach show that nowadays you have to have the defenses that can hold teams between 14 to 17 points. It does not sit well with him having to say that we had an okay defense, not a great defense a season ago. And uh, it's almost like on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being completely god-awful, 10 being the greatest thing ever, Alabama was a 5 on defense. And a 5? 
five, not good enough. Just not good enough where when you've seen this group be so dominant in years past. And once again, I understand this is not your daddy's Alabama defense. This is not your great, this is not your grandfather's Alabama defense or your great grandfather's Alabama defense. I get all of that. The point that I'm trying to express here is can I, can this program just recapture some of that essence of what happened? In recent years, and it's going to have to do that with you losing so many critical pieces offensively to the next level of the NFL and the next level where Sarkeesian is concerned and going to the Texas Longhorns. Now, the big thing here for Alabama is, at least defensively, it's got the majority of its guys coming back. It only loses two critical pieces in uh, Dylan, not Dylan Moses, excuse me, and Christian Barmore and Patrick Sertan II. Now, I don't want to uh, minimize what Dylan Moses did because he he was the guy that got the players lined up in the right spots. He was the guy that made the calls on the field, and I do not want to minimize the effect that he had on the team. But when you look at just the players that have the consistent dominant production for two guys that have the consistent dominant production would be Christian Barmore and Patrick Sertan II. You only lose just those two guys. But when you're looking for talent that Alabama brings back defensively, starting off here on this defensive line, you bring back a LeBron Ray. You bring back a DJ Dale. You bring back a Fidarian Mathis. You bring back a TM Smith. You return to Jamil Burroughs. You have a Stephon Wynn coming back. And well, I remember when Wynn came in 2018, a lot, of, a lot of people had him a, a bit more heralded than Christian Barmore. Wynn has not had that chance to truly break out and have the year that he wants to have. But maybe this upcoming season in the fall will be his time. You also have guys like L.T. Eichner, the other, the other Juco, and then you've got you know other players defensively on that front line that I'm excited to see here on the field for Alabama. As we shift this thing here to inside linebacker, the Crimson Tide's got Christian Harris back. You've got Jalen Moody back. You've got Shane Lee. Can he do something this upcoming season? Remains to be seen. He's back. Alakaho is back. We have seen his mentality on special teams but can he finally break through on defense as a linebacker he's back you've got guys like Demore Kennedy and Jackson Bratton of whom you saw in the 2020 class both of those two guys are back but here's the caveat does Alabama reach into the transfer portal and pull out a Henry Toa Toa from Tennessee it's a complete mess up there at Rocky Top, where the volunteers are concerned, Toa Toa left, left the program, got in the transfer portal. Does Nick Saban see a situation where you can go out there in the portal, get him, bring him to the Crimson Tide? An outside linebacker, you know, Alabama's got Will Anderson back. You've got Christopher Allen back. You've got King Wakuda back. You've got Drew Sanders back. You've got uh, you got Jerez Parks back. You got Quandarius Robinson, Chris Braswell, a lot of guys at that spot that can come after the quarterback, that can win the edge, that can set the edge, and of course. In the secondary, they're in Josh, Josh Job coming back, Marcus Banks back, Malachi Moore back, Brian Branch back, DeMarco Hellams, Jordan Battle, just a lot of experience coming back to the defensive side of the football. Can Alabama be 
defensive-led, defensive-oriented, especially with the talent that it lost offensively to the NFL. Can the defense take command of the team in this upcoming season? That remains to be seen. But, folks, we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started. When we get back, we address our question of the day. And the question of the day, which position group are you the most excited about next season, starting off in spring ball? And then which position group may have you a little bit nervous have you a little bit concerned we'll talk that and we'll take your phone calls tweets text thoughts questions and concerns we get to you guys after this you're watching in my own words with Stephen m smith brought to you by we own the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace today by visiting we own the fourth quarter.com throw them foes up Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. And we are back in from the break, folks, to the action on the number one forum for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have everybody in here right now on a Monday, getting your work week started off correctly. We're going to go to the phone lines right now, 205-448-1358. The number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205 205- 448-1358. We take our first call from Waylon. Waylon, what's going on, man? Happy Monday to you. Hold on just a second. I'm, what, how John pan that camera around, I think. Is Bernie Sanders in that studio somewhere? Is he sitting in there? Y'all better look, Stephen. I don't see Bernie in here, man. He, now, 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 he's supposed to be making an appearance a little bit later, but he's not here yet. <laughs> I tell you what, Bernie's everywhere, man. I tell you, him and his mitten, I tell you what. Well, we're excited next year. I hope we have a better uh, defense. I think everything's going to be good on the defense. The quarterback room's packed. Uh, I'm not worried too much about a whole lot of things. You know, there it all work out. Uh, uh, Coach Saban knows how to dribble that ball way better than I do. So, uh, But anyway, I, I read a little article there and went back in history and saw where you read a little article. I I got a little funny out of the 1981 Iron Bowl when we went. It was a sunny day there, and uh, we won 315, and I had a short sleeve shirt on and uh, uh, took a jacket with me. My dad and Lynn Fowler that played with Coach Brian, him and my dad were real good friends. He was with us there. And you mentioned a, a guy by the name of Lenny Patrick. How did you run across Lenny Patrick? How did I run, how did I run across Lenny Patrick, man? A lot of research there, Wayne, a lot of research. But he, he was a great player. Well, that's what I was getting that sort of time. When I first met Coach Bryant in 1977, I didn't know he was coming. Uh, Lenny was playing that Friday night at uh, 
Walker High School, and that's where Mr. Fowler played also, just right down the road from where I was born and raised at. And we got down there, and we were sitting with Mr. Fowler, and by towards the end of the game, Coach Bryant walks out on the field with a couple of state troopers and uh, and a couple of deputy county deputies there we knew well. So I sort of tied that in with 315 and meet Coach Bryant that night after he got done with Lenny. He uh, he also wanted to see Mr. Fowler there because he loved Mr. Fowler because Coach Stalin called and told him, you know, you could draw a line from Mississippi through uh, Jefferson County to Georgia, go all the way up Tennessee line. Coach Stallings was over all the recruiting in North Alabama, and he called Coach Bryant and said, Coach Bryant, I found the most athletic high school player I believe I ever found in my life. This is exact words what Mr. Fowler said Coach Bryant told uh, Coach Stallings. Well, you better damn well get him on my damn football team. That's exactly what he told him. So Mr. Fowler got down there and, and, uh, and Coach Stallings got a pat on the back. But Lenny was a good guy. He was a good person in the neighborhood, still around. And uh, he was an excellent football player. And uh, Coach Bryant finally got around to breaking him, I reckon, and got Lenny on the straight and there. But that's the story there. And $12 it cost us to get in that night uh, for a ticket at Legion Field. I guess I don't think you can buy a Coca-Cola and a, and a Snickers bar for $12 anymore, can you, Steven? I mean, you, you can buy a Coca-Cola and a Snickers bar for much for much cheaper now, Wayne. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. $12 to get in to watch 315 that day. That's, I tell you, you can't even park your car. Anymore. Everybody's looking good. The chat's looking good. I'm going to start to rehab Wednesdays and Fridays and Mondays. Uh, like uh, me and Roll Tide was talking there, it's going to be from 6 to 7 of the evening. So I'll be listening and, uh, while we're doing the rehab on this right knee and uh, – Everybody's looking good in the chat. All y'all take care, and I'll be listening on Wednesday from here on out. And, Stephen, keep them straight. Y'all put that money in the hat. Drop the love in the TDA hat. Mr. Bias appreciates that. I tell you, he loves all y'all. I'll see everybody on Wednesday listening in. Y'all have a great week. Bye-bye, everyone. Appreciate that call. They're coming from Wayland to start us off here on a Monday. We take our next call of the night. You're live on the show. What's going on? Uh, this is Wyatt from Clayton. How are we feeling tonight? Doing all right. Uh, had a question there about the new uh, offensive coordinator, um, Bill O'Brien. Wanted to get your thoughts on Thoughts on Bill O'Brien. He, he works well with quarterbacks. He does. He works well with quarterbacks. He's had success with a lot of them. Um, I think for him, I think with him is going to be, can he come in here and get one of these three guys, whether it's Bryce Young, Paul Tyson, Jalen Milrow, can he get one of these three to pop? Now, I feel feel like the biggest issue with him coming from the NFL was he tried so hard to be a coach and a GM coming from Bill Belichick where – you may come from that Bill Belichick tree, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have the same success as Coach Belichick. But I think Saban will have him straight. Saban will have him in order. He works well with quarterbacks. I'm excited to see what he does. Too, I, I just wanted to make sure that um, with we got Bryce coming in and he's more of a dual threat type quarterback. I don't want to make sure that someone like O'Brien can do something with that that their guy there. So I just want to get your thoughts on that and uh, appreciate your time and uh, roll tight. 
appreciate that call coming right there. Yeah, Ben O'Brien woke up to Sean Watson, and Watson, you know, a dual threat quarterback in his own right. Bryce Young, a dual threat quarterback. Jalen Milrow, kind of a uh, mixture, uh, if you will. And then you got Paul Tyson, who's a pocket passer. O'Brien has had a lot of success with quarterbacks. My main thing is, can he come in here, can he learn this personnel and get the right one to pop? If he does that, I feel like everything else will fall in place offensively here for Alabama. But the question of the day is, which positional unit are you the most excited about for Alabama starting in spring ball? And then which positional unit gives you the most concern? Which positional unit has you nervous, has you kind of scared a little bit when we discuss the Crimson Tide from spring going into the next season coming up here in the fall? So the most exciting positional group and the most nervousing positional unit. So for me, I'll go first here. The positional group I'm the most excited about, I'm really excited about the linebacker room. I really am. Defensively, I'm excited for the linebacker room. You got Christian Harris, who had a huge year last year. He took a big jump from his freshman to a sophomore year. Highly productive. I felt like he was robbed from the All-SEC team. Should have been on there. Was not. He was robbed. Excited about Christian Harris. Excited to see what Jalen Moody can do. Uh, can Ali Cajo finally break out? Possibly the other, you know, inside linebacker position. I'm waiting to see what he does. When you look at your outside backers, you get Chris, you get Christopher Allen and Will and uh, Will Anderson both back. That's really exciting. Drew Sanders, can he take that next step? You got a King Wakuda, you got a Jerez Parks, you got a, a Chris Braswell, a Quandarius Robinson, among other you know, freshmen coming in, like a Dallas Turner, a Keanu Coat. Like, I'm really excited about this linebacker room. Can Alabama go out there and get a Henry Toa Toa? out the transfer portal because he was targeted by Alabama, I believe in the 2018 class. So it'll be interesting to see, could it go out there and get, you know, Henry Toa Toa from the portal. So linebacker room, I'm the most excited about. The room where I'm kind of concerned with, and it's not because there's no talent in this room, it's due to how many players could Alabama potentially lose from this room, and it's the running back room for me, just due to can Alabama keep everybody? That's my concern. You look at six guys already on the roster with the potential of signing seven if you get the national letter of intent from Kamar Wheaton out of Texas. Will all seven stay? That's my big deal here because Trey Sanders wants to play, Jace McClellan wants to play. Roydale Williams wants to play, Kyle Edwards wants to play, Kamara Wheaton wants to play, Brian Robinson, all of these young men want to play. You got one football and you're gonna potentially have seven bodies. Can Alabama keep all of these guys satisfied? That's gonna be the intriguing question. That's my concern. Can Alabama keep them all in the program? Gonna be interesting right there. But we take our next break here on the show. Don't touch that dial because upon our return, we jump into one Bill O'Brien and his responsibility. Can he get the right quarterback to pop? Can he get a Bryce Young? Can he get a Paul Tyson? Or can he get a Jalen Milrow to work here for the Crimson Tide? We'll talk Bill O'Brien and his maneuvering with these quarterbacks after this.
know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now, you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. And we are back in from the break, folks, on a Monday, starting that work week off correctly. Hottest show on the streets, number one form for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, George Trilling Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Be sure to give a thumbs up, drop a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have the best in news, notes, information, and coverage here on your Crimson Tide. Also, Crimson Tide fans, we got that Daily Gold, $75 via Super Chats. Daily Gold right there. You guys did a tremendous job to end last week's edition of shows. So we know you guys are going to answer the bell once again. We appreciate all the support that you have provided here to us at TDA. But we now get into one. Bill O'Brien and the job that he has as the offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach. And that job is... Getting the quarterback room to work here for Alabama, whether it's Bryce Young, whether it's Paul Tyson, whether it's uh, Jalen Milrow, getting one of these three to hit because once he gets one of these three to hit, everything else will fall into place here for the Crimson Tide. Now, remember last year around this time, the concern was, you know, is Mac Jones the guy? Can Mac Jones really do it? We got the offensive line at Alabama. You got the receivers. You got the running backs. The concern so many people had was, I really don't know if Matt can do it. I really don't know if Matt can put up the points. I really don't know if Matt can lead this team. And all Matt Jones did is gave the gracious middle finger to all of the criticism with his play. Led this team to the college, uh, the CFP National Championship, won the National Championship, and picked up a number of individual accolades to boot with that. So now we look at where we are in this situation. You have three very talented arms. You have three very capable players. You have three uh, strong character young men that are all battling for this one position, for this one job, and being the starting quarterback for Nick Saban at Alabama. And uh, O'Brien has the 
the esteemed responsibility of seeing which one of these young men, which one of this trio here can I get to work? And he doesn't have to be exactly like Steve Sarkeesian because we understand it's going to be a job for O'Brien to come in to learn all three of these names, to learn the personnel around all three of these names at receiver, at running back on the offensive line, at tight end. But all he's got to do, come in here, get – See, you know, which skill set can he work the best with and get one of these three to be successful. Now, the one huge thing about Bill O'Brien is he works very well with quarterbacks, and he always has worked well with that position. In 2011, he had Tom Brady. He had the 43-year-old future first ballot Hall of Famer in Tom Brady. 2011, as the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, you know, Brady, in his illustrious career, he's only had one 5,000-yard passing season. Just one. One 5,000-yard season for Brady in his career, and it came under O'Brien. 2011, Brady, 5,235 passing yards, a career high, 39 touchdown passes, had a passer rating of 105.6. So we see the success that O'Brien has had with Brady. When you look at Deshaun Watson, he had Watson for two, he had Watson for he had Watson for three to four years, but in two of those years, when you discuss 2018 and 2019, a 3,000 yard passer was Watson in both of those years. 2018 had the monster year, 4,165 yards, 26 touchdowns to nine picks, a passer rating of 103.1. Uh, the Texans were 11 and five that year, won the AFC South divisional crown. 2019, another 10-win season for Houston. Watson, 3,852 passing yards, 26 touchdowns to 12 picks, had a passer rating of 98.2. That team, a 10-6 record right there. So we're seeing the success here that O'Brien had with a dual-threat quarterback in one Deshaun Watson. Then in the college game when he was at Penn State, he had two guys, Matt McGloin and Christian Hackenberg. First and foremost, McGloin, 2012 here, a former walk-on. McGloin, 3,271 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, just five picks. He put McGloin in the NFL. And then last but not least, where Hackenberg is concerned, Christian Hackenberg in 2013, we're looking at 2,955 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, 10 picks. He put McGloin on the NFL roster. The young man was actually drafted uh, in the second round of the 2014 venue, if I'm not mistaken. McGloin was drafted right there. So by the Jets, if I'm not, by the New York Jets. So we have seen a success here with Bill O'Brien in coaching quarterbacks and producing quarterbacks and getting these particular young men to pop at that position and have success. Now, kind of a fun comparison thing, comparison thing here, if you will, is we're going to take a dive and look at the, uh, the guys on the roster for Alabama in comparison with the guys that O'Brien has coached in the NFL in the NFL tenure here. So first and foremost, as we look at Bryce Young, for example, when we look at Bryce Young, Bryce Young carries some similarities to Deshaun Watson. Now, he's not as big as Deshaun is. Watson, much bigger body, much bigger frame than Bryce Young. But in terms of the skill set, the skill sets are similar. 
Deshaun Watson loves to run to set up his throwing motion. He also loves to run to escape the pocket to pick up yards with his feet. That's what he enjoys doing. So when you look at Bryce Young, this is somebody that has that dual threat capability. He can break and tear the pocket. He can, he can escape the pocket. He can run with the football, but he can also break contain to set up his throwing motion. He runs to set up his arm to get passes down the field in extending plays. Young likes to extend plays. Deshaun Watson likes to extend plays. So if this is the move here, for a Bill O'Brien, can he pull more of that out of Bryce Young? Not only just the ability to extend the play, but also stand in that pocket if he needs to and pop those throws downfield and vertically stretch the opposing defense. That's another thing that Watson does. If he feels like I don't have to pull the ball down and run or I don't have to extend the play, by breaking the containment of the pocket in my throwing ability, Watson has also been able to develop more so as being a pocket guy. He can step back there in that pocket. He can go through progressions A, B, C, what have you, and spray the ball, deliver the football to different guys downfield and share that wealth with his receiving options. So for Bryce Young, he has a lot of those skill set a lot of those traits to Deshaun Watson right there. When I look at a Paul Tyson, if Tyson's the guy, he's got a lot of those Tom Brady type traits. Not overly athletic as Paul Tyson, but very high football IQ, much like Tom Brady. Very high football IQ. A guy that's got the leadership traits to bring to the table. When Tom Brady's in the huddle, you feel like you can win any football game because you know I got TB12 in my huddle. I got TB12 as my quarterback. We're going to win every game. Why? Because he's going to put the ball at that right spot, he's going to guide receivers down the field. He's going to put us in the right checks and pass protection and the right checks in terms of, right, of run blocking. He's going to get us into the right play, and he is going to lead us effectively, efficiently, but he can also be explosive with it. As we have seen Tom Brady throw for 50 touchdown passes, throw for 40 touchdown passes, throw for you know 500 yards, 400 yards in his career as a quarterback. And when I look at Paul Tyson, He's got the exact same ability. Very high football IQ. This is somebody who busts out a score of over 30 on the math part of the ACT. I was just blessed to make a 19 on the ACT, period. Paul Tyson busts out a 30-plus on the math part of the ACT. So he is processing this information on the field and not just processing the information. He is now going into his third year in the system. So he knows the playbook. He knows the scheme. He knows the strategy. He's built at 6'5", 230-plus pounds, so he's got the body. He's got a very lively arm, can put the ball anywhere on the field, can make all the throws. So a guy that's got the IQ of Brady, the intelligence of Brady, the leadership capability of Brady, and he's got the live arm there on this play. So there is the comparison of a of a Paul Tyson to a of Tom Brady capability right there. And then you have Jalen Milrow, of whom, to me, he's kind of the wild card. We had his coach on, his high school coach on, Friday of last week, uh, Todd McVay, who's the head football coach at Tompkins High School out of Katy, Texas. And he talked about how 
Milrow, he likes being a dual threat. He likes to escape the pocket. He likes to extend the play. But at the same time, he takes his accuracy. He takes his precision, his ball placement, his pocket awareness, his pocket presence very seriously. He takes that into strong consideration. He takes that to heart. So with him being kind of a mixture here, I look at he's got the extending ability of a Deshaun Watson, that ability to break container the pocket and make plays with his feet, but he's also got the pocket awareness, got the want to to have pocket discipline, got the want to to stay in that pocket and make those reads down the field like a Tom Brady. So Milro gives you kind of a mixture, the best of both worlds of both of those two. But the question is, as we look at Bryshawn, as we look at Paul Tyson, as we look at Jalen Milrow, which one? Which one gives Bill O'Brien the best chance to be successful? Which one gives Bill O'Brien the best chance to come in here, make that seamless transition as an offensive coordinator and a play caller and a quarterback's coach? Which one puts Bill O'Brien in the best possible situation, and the best case scenario here to be successful. I go back to when uh, the national championship game ended back on January 11th. We all saw Mac Jones give the ball to Bryce Young. And so many people looked at that as symbolic. It's now Bryce's time. It's his moment. And he is the quarterback that so many people, you want to see Bryce work. You want to see Bryce succeed. You want to see Bryce be the guy because of the success that he had in a powerhouse program, modern day high school in California. And all of the accolades he was able to obtain from his time there. So you want to see Bryce succeed. But aside from that, you want to see Paul succeed because he is here as a guy that is, uh, yes, Paul Bear Bryant's great-grandson, but bigger than the name. He's got the body. He's got the arm. He's got the mindset. He's got the ability. And to me, he's Mac Jones 2.0. Yes, he's had to wait his time, but in his mind, it's the moment I get my shot, I'm taking full advantage of and I'm showing you what I can do out here on this field. And then you have Jalen Milrow, of whom people are saying, don't sleep on Milrow. Don't sleep on him. He's talented. He's good. You saw what Jalen Hurts did as a freshman. 2016 from Texas came in, set my time as now, and booted everybody else into that transfer portal. So... For Bill O'Brien, can he get the quarterback to pop? Can he get the right one to be successful? And of the three, which one gives him the best chance to be successful as a play caller? This is the reason why we need to have spring football. But we take our next break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. When we get back, we dive back into the phone lines. We take your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your ideas. We talk to you, the fans, after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. 
Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We're back in from the break, folks. Back in from the break on the hottest show on the streets. In my own words, George truly Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But before we get into the phone lines, the phone lines to take your calls, we got we, we got a word, we, we got an update, we got some information from our own John Ivory. Check it out. What's going on, Alabama and college football fans? Yes, it's me, John Ivory, video producer for Touchdown Alabama. Are your playing days over and you still want to be a part of a team? What if I told you that you still have some eligibility left and you can use it by becoming a TDA athlete? We have a few team options that can keep you in the game for whichever comfort level that suits you. Want to secure your spot on the team without the major workload? Join the TDA roster. Want to take it slow before hitting it hard? Join our JV squad. If you're ready to rough it up a little more, come kick it with the varsity team. Now, if you really about that action, the Heisman level is where you need to be. Being a part of our team helps us in so many ways. Your support allows us to bring you the absolute best content surrounding the Crimson Tide and helps grow us to be the best outlet covering Alabama football. What's a TDA roster? You guys have a football team? Yes, we do have a football team. It's a membership football team. So what do you get in each level? You'll receive access to custom emotes like what you see right here, as well as member only content such as videos. The next level is our JV level. For this level, you'll receive all perks in the first level, along with call in queue priority access, plus a subscription to Touchdown Alabama, all for just $9.99 a month. Now, if you're ready for the big league, our varsity level has what you need. You'll receive all perks from the first two levels, a Zoom link to chat with our insiders, Steven, Justin, and pack weekly and a custom mug all this for only $24.99 a month okay our final level is for the cream of the crop heisman in this level you'll receive all perks from the previous levels a custom thank you letter from our ceo benny bites the third and to top it all off we'll put a custom jersey with your name on the live show featured on our wall of fame for all to see all of this for just $99.99 a month Whichever level you choose, you will forever be a part of the Touchdown Alabama family. We've been able to grow the show already with your generous donation of Super Chats and the live shows, and we believe the membership feature will take us to even greater heights. Lastly, thank you so much to each and every one of you and your continued support in building Touchdown Alabama. We look forward to officially bringing you on board as a part of our family. Thank you again. Y'all heard the man become a member today here, TDA membership roster. But before also before we get into the phone lines here, gotta get gotta give a gotta uh, talk about mybookie.ag, latest sponsor here, the Touchdown Alabama Magazine, mybookie.ag. So if you're feeling lucky, you're feeling fortunate, you feel like you got the skills to pay the bills to make some money wagering on these games, check out our guys at mybookie.ag. So check this out here, make the right play today and sign up at mybookie.ag. And when you do make the right play and sign up, you use the promo code TDAlabama to get that deposit matched up halfway 
all the way up to a thousand bucks. You can't beat that with a stick. So go to mybookie.ag, sign up today to make the play right now. Use the promo code TD Alabama to get your deposit matched up halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. Mybucky.ag. Check them out right now. But we take our phone call right here. 205-448-1358, the number to call in. You're live on the show. What's going on? What's up, man? We got Uncle Charles. What's happening, man? What's going on? How you doing tonight, brother? Man, I cannot complain, man. H- happy to hear you, man. Happy to hear you. Well, you know what? I, I want to just say this to the Alabama fans, my brothers and sisters. I love y'all. And, man, it's going to be all right. Just don't worry about it. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, you know, Bryce Young was a good young man. He, he, you know, he needed more playing time, but he didn't get much playing time. But he got a little playing time. All, all his reps will come during the spring practice, the A-Day game. And we'll see what we got. Because in this game, there's a fair man. He will decide who's the right quarterback for this team. And all we need to do is step up on defense. But let me just say this. When you say a team, you got to mean a team. You know, when I was a little boy, you know, we had a couple of uh, young men in the neighborhood and some other kids moving to the neighborhood. And we ran to this other boy, and he was, you know, we became friends. But he had a sister. Her name was Bertha. She weighed, you know, you know, about two, three hundred pounds. And she was the sweetest person in the world. So we told her, look, we got a football game down in the yard. Come on down Sunday and play. Well, we got down there in the yard, and all the kids were down there, and we was one man shop. And Bertha said, I'll play. And I said, Well, no, you're good. You you won't get you get. And I both said, No, I'm gonna play. So, okay. So I'm there at Hut four, Hut twenty two. And I handed it to her, and she ran with three balls and took one into the end zone. Hey, we got up a man here. The next week came, everybody wanted Bertha on their team. Get them, Bertha. But it's gonna be all right. We're going to be fine. One thing I know, flowers grow in the summertime, but they wither away in the woods. It's called life, Alabama fans. Things must change and new beginnings must begin. And it's going to be all right. And I love you, brother. Appreciate that call. That's Michael Charles right there. We're we going to be okay. We, 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 we are going to be all right. Alabama football is going to be just fine. My man, Uncle Charles, that call right there. We take our next call of the night. You're alive of a show. What's going on? Hey. How we doing? It's JD. How we doing, JD? Good. What's on your mind? Um, how do you think basketball is going to do? Say it again, who? How do you think basketball is going to do? Let's see here. Let's see here. I, I couldn't hear that name. Say it one more time. Oh, basketball. He said basketball. Basketball is going, is going great right now, actually. Basketball undefeated in the SEC. Nate Oates doing his thing. I think they're 12-3, and 7-0 in conference play. I think they're going to make the tournament and make a big run of the tournament. We appreciate that call from J.D. I like, a, I, I like men's basketball. I like, that. I like men's basketball. The team's doing, a, team's doing a great job. But we got, we got another call coming in here in the queue. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, Steven. It's uh, Rob from Mobile. Rob, what's happening? Hey, you know, um, Rob, um, it, it's kind of put whoever the next quarterback in is in a in a bad situation. Not so bad, much bad, but because of what this last team has done, I mean, it, it's, it's 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 historically great, and it's tough to follow an historically great act with another 
great act, especially with all the things we're losing. So I kind of feel bad for the next quarterback up, regardless whoever it is. Hopefully it'll be Bryce Young because, you know, we all have gotten to know him better than the others. And so we kind of, he's kind of the favorite, that the Alabama fan favorite. But, and with Bill O'Brien, like you just said, uh, okay, he, Tom Brady got 5,000 yards. That's the only 5,000 yards he Tom Brady got under Bill O'Brien. But to follow, you know, Sarkeesian and that group, it's going to be a tall order. We really need to, I think, we'll have to rely on our defense more next year than we did this year. And that's why I opened up Robert with with the first state with the first topic of Bama's got to be more defensive oriented due to Bill O'Brien's coming in here. He has to learn a whole different personnel. He has to learn the quarterbacks. He's got to learn the running backs, the receivers, the tight ends, offensive line, etc. Versus Pete Golding, contrary to popular belief, he's already been here for quite some time. So defense has got to be defense got to lead first, but I think O'Brien will be fine. We appreciate Robert there for that call. I like I like what Bill O'Brien can do, but he's going to have to come in and kind of jail early on to see if he can get the sea legs under him where the offense is concerned. But we take our next call of the night. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, Stephen, what's going on, man? This is Rich Monroe. Coach Rich! What's happening, man? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Oh, I just wanted to call in. Everybody's talking about the quarterbacks. Oh, Jalen Monroe did a uh, little – did a call in and talked to the guy – um, man, I forget his name. He did the uh, top twenty draft thing with Joel Clatt the other day. Uh, it, real cool. He, he's black guy has a podcast. Puts two of them out a day. Oklahoma guy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, this is what Jalen said. He said he swapped recruits. You know, commitment to come to Alabama, and he did not mind sitting and learning. He said that his thing is he runs too much. He wants to belt himself as a passer. All right. Well, me and you have talked, and I think they've just been saving um, Barry Bryant's grandson. Uh, just slipped my mind. Uh, Paul Tyson. Yeah, Paul. All right. But he's got a heck of an arm. All right. We've got a heck of a running back room. All right. And then Bryant, you know, he's there. He's just 18 quarterback last year. Okay. I think your quarterback's going to be one of those two. I think Jalen comes to the program. He may be like another Mac. You may not see him on the field much for two or three years because he said himself in that interview he wanted to go to the best school, which the Belts players, he wants to go to the NFL, long story short, still be a quarterback. He said he could have went to some other schools that wanted to use him as a different position or use him as a quarterback and run him all the time, but that's not what he wants. So I think that it's going to be Bryce or – and the way I look at, uh, like you just said, you know, whenever he was at the Patriots, Tom Brady threw 5,000 yards. All right. Paul Tyson, great arm. Better, he, honestly, better arm than Mac. I ain't seen him with his accuracy, but he can throw the ball that deep, that good. With all the running backs we got stacked up, and they're not going to all stay. There's no way. I hope they do, but. Uh, I hope we see Brian Robinson and that new boy they got that swap commitments. I seen a picture of him the other day. He looks like he's 25 years old. He is huge. 
Bama's got a lot of players, Rich. They got a lot of players, and, we're, and we're, I'm looking forward to seeing can we get the spring practice. We appreciate that call there from Coach Rich coming in right there, talking some Alabama football. I'm looking forward to seeing spring. We got to have spring to check out these players here for the Crimson Tide. But cool topic here as you guys continue to get your thoughts in. 205-448-1358, the number two call in. The senior bowl rosters are set. Senior Bowl roster is set here. The game will be Saturday at Whitney Hancock Stadium in Mobile, the home of uh, the home of the of South Alabama, Whitney Hancock Stadium. But the Senior Bowl rosters are set here. Game will be at 1:30 p.m. Central Time. It'll be aired on NFL Network. You got Team American and Team National. The American and National teams. The American team will be coached by Matt Rule. And the Carolina Panthers, the national team, uh, Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins. Seven Alabama prospects will be at the game. Seven prospects in discussing Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Alex Leatherwood, Landon Dickerson, Deontay Cornbread Brown, and Thomas Fletcher. Now, Devontae Smith and Dickerson will not play due to injuries that, that both guys suffered. Dickerson, the knee injury he sustained in the SEC title game. Devontae Smith, the thumb issue he sustained in the college football playoff national championship. Both guys will take part in team meetings. They'll be in interviews. They'll meet with all with personnel members from all 32 teams. They will just not play. This will be a big opportunity here for Mac Jones as he'll get the opportunity to show that he can work with a variety of different wide receivers. This is a big matchup for Alex Netherwood to kind of secure himself as the number one tackle in this draft class. A lot of people talking about Pene Sewell of Oregon. Here's a chance for Netherwood to show, hey, Sewell's good, but I'm the best tackle in this draft class. Looking forward to seeing Deontay Brown out there blocking. That's going to be exciting. And then Thomas Fletcher, he will split reps with another long snapper for Team American, but the Senior Bowl this weekend on Saturday in Mobile, 1.30 p.m. Central Time, Hank uh, Whitney, well, Hancock Whitney Stadium, home of South Alabama. Going to be fun to watch that. We'll take our next break here on the show. But upon our return, Alabama is expected. Crimson Tide expected to make a home run hire at running backs coach. And this brother's got some SEC ties. Who could I be referring to? We'll talk it up to tidy up loose ends after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies when you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection. Go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, we are back in from the break here on a Monday, number one form for Crimson Tide football news in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we get into the final topic of conversation right now, got to remind you of TDAware.com. That is TDAware.com. Now, people... For all of you fans, for you fans still overjoyed with the Tides National Championship, check out our Championship Collection merch. Grab you an 18 of them things, folk, T-shirt, hoodie, or sweatshirt, as well as our Guy 18 shirts. <laughs> we do. Designs, designs which feature all 18 championship years on the back. Head over to TDAWare.com. That's TDAWare.com. And go to the Championship Collection tab and get you your merch, your merchandise today. TDAWare.com. Go get you those shirts. And that's showing that love there to Nick Saban, the University of Alabama, the student-athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But we get into now. Final topic of conversation, and it is Alabama expecting to make a huge hire. Alabama expecting to make a big hire here at the running back position, and this young man has SEC ties across the board. And that's none other than uh, Robert Gillespie. Robert Gillespie of North Carolina. And uh, Gillespie, at 41 years of age, he played in the SEC, played in the conference, was a running back at the University of Florida under Steve Spurrier, one of the greatest offensive minds to coach in the SEC in college football, period. But played under Coach Spurrier from 1998 to 2001. Now, despite him having to split time with Ernest Graham at that position, Gillespie still found a way to get his. He totaled 374 carries for 1,854 yards, 16 rushing touchdowns through those four years, and he even showed versatility at wide receiver, 96 catches, 1,091 yards, four touchdown receptions during that four-year span. He compiled a record of 39-11 and 11 with the Gators, four bowl appearances, won two Orange Bowls, had three 10-win seasons with Florida, Big, big career there for one Gillespie. Now, after earning his degree from the Gators, he started his coaching career, and that kicked off as a graduate assistant at South Carolina. And then after a year as a GA, he became the running backs coach from the, for the Gamecocks 2006 to 2008 as we're going through his career. And he produced two really good running backs, had Corey Boyd and Mike Davis, put both of those two on NFL rosters, Boyd and Davis. After three years at South Carolina, then he went to the Big 12 where he coached at Oklahoma State 
2009 to 2010. Gillespie popped two 1,000-yard backs, Keith Tostin and Kendall Hunter, both of them 1,000 yards. Tostin? In 2009, Hunter in 2010, both guys for their respective years had over 20 receptions coming out the backfield. So both of those guys showed versatility as receivers. And then he goes, he came back to the, and then he goes to what he goes to West Virginia, 2011 and 2012. A lot of success there for Gillespie at West Virginia, coaching running backs. But then he made his huge splash, returning to the SEC. 2013-17 with the Tennessee Volunteers. And during that time, I mean, my goodness, popped two 1,000-yard rushers in Rajon Neal and uh, Jalen Hurd. He also helped Jalen Hurd be explosive out the backfield as a receiver. But as much as he, as big as those two guys were, the biggest success story that Gillespie had, he had Alvin Kamara. Robert Gillespie had Alvin Kamara for two years with the Volunteers. And Kamara, not only a career 1,000-yard back for the Volunteers, 1,298 yards, 16 rushing touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken there. He also huge as a receiver. Kamara, 683 yards receiving, seven touchdown catches, so 23 total touchdowns in two years for Kamara. Gillespie helping him become a third-round draft pick to the New Orleans Saints, and uh, the young man having a tremendous career thus far in the Big Easy there under one Sean Payton as his head coach. So that is right there with the uh, Tennessee Volunteers with Ray John Neal, Jalen Hurd, and Alvin Kamara. And then last but not least, he spent the last three years in the ACC with the North Carolina Tar Heels. He's produced three 1,000-yard seasons, two uh, from one back, that being one Michael Carter, a back-to-back 1,000-yard rusher 2019. And this past season, Javante Williams, a 1,000-yard rusher this past campaign. Both guys, very strong pass catchers at the backfield. And according to different draft pundits, both players, Carter and Williams, both looked at as strong draft picks here for the upcoming venue in April. Now, Carter will share responsibilities on the national team with Najee Harris in the Senior Bowl. A lot of people look at Michael Carter as a potential first-round draft pick in his own right. So Gillespie, we're seeing it right now. Not only did he play in college ball with the Florida Gators and did his thing as an athlete, but as a coach, he popped out one, two, three, four, five, six. He popped six 1,000-yard backs, and he put seven guys in the NFL currently, but after this draft venue passes by, he will have placed nine guys in the NFL. And not only is he a great coach, he's a phenomenal recruiter. This is a guy that brought in the running backs that I've mentioned to you just now, but he's also had a hand in bringing in, in bringing in some huge key quality defensive players at each stop on his coaching journey. These young men, they love Gillespie. They gravitate to him. He's got a vibe. He's got an energy. He's got a passion. Like They, they, they really love this dude. Young athletes on the recruiting trail 
Love this guy because he produces results. He gets it done. And with graduating Charles Huff to a head coaching job at Marshall, getting Gillespie, you get everything back that you lost with Huff, but even more. But even, even more. And uh, this is somebody of whom, uh, because he split time in college as a player himself, he's going to have the ability to walk into this running back room and understand a, a Brian Robinson. He could tell a Brian Robinson, look, B-Rob, hey, you split time. Hey, look, Shawty, I split time too. And if I can get mine, I know you can get yours. He can walk into a room and tell a Keelan Robinson and tell a Jace McClellan and tell a Roy Dale Williams and tell a Kyle Edwards and possibly tell a Kamara Wheaton, hey, if you stick to it, if you stick to it, Listen to this process. Go about your process. Understand what I'm telling you. I'm going to get every last one of you guys to the next level. So this potentially could be a home run hire here for the Crimson Tide. I was able to talk with my sources uh, over the weekend. Uh, they confirmed with me that Gillespie's the guy that Alabama expecting to bring in as the running backs coach. And on top of that, other uh, media outlets citing this same information. So Robert Gillespie at 41 years of age from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, a lot of SEC ties, played at Florida, has coached at Tennessee, coached at South Carolina, coached in the Big 12, coached in the, a in the ACC. He has been very productive with, with running backs. This is a huge move here for the Crimson Tide. Home run higher for Bama. Just another way of Nick Saban saying, hey, guys, keep your pants on. I'm Nick Saban. I've won six national championships. I've won seven overall. Yes, Bama loses coaches, but trust me, I'm going to get the right coach in here. And Nick Saban doing it once again. But, folks, as always, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage here on your favorite program, The Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone for your audio listening needs. We got you covered here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, iHeartRadio. We got you covered right here. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Wednesday continuing the conversation that is touched, that is Alabama football. Also, Tide fans, don't forget, go to TDA, go to Touchdown Alabama, go to, go to touchdownalabama.com, and also go to our YouTube page, Touchdown Alabama on YouTube, to become a member. Get that membership today. Be that, Become that member for TDA on YouTube. Become that member for TDA on the site. That link will be found there in the description. Also, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link in the description. The link also to weownthefourthquarter.com. Getting those four-finger bling necklaces, four-finger bling jewelry. That link is in the description as well. Got to shout out my man, Senator Hines, the pimp of the Blue Ridge Gang. Senator Hines dropping in that $19.99 donation there into the Super Chats. Appreciate that love there coming from him. But until next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children continue doing the right things, the things legitimately now to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, spending my own words. <laughs>